Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, brought to you by Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And thank you again for Buzzsprout for distributing my stuff out there to the rest mm-hmm. of the planet. And uh, always email me at show at gmail.com if you want to give us any good notes remarks uh please leave sean alone as much as possible i don't want him to start tearing up a little bit my buddy why Sean's would here. you leave me alone this is my man right here sean's with us man always glad to be here so blessed so yes yes today's a little cloudy in the state of michigan we're watching two things at the same time we're watching the arkansas state up by three points to Troy, and Troy is the number five seed. And Arkansas State is ranked 13th. They did an upset yesterday. Um, this would be a huge upset. There's 539 left, and this is what we were talking about a couple of days ago about the conference tournaments already starting. But it's the Sun Belt. I mean, it's just a little bit of excitement to start out the day. Uh, there's a couple of games already today. One was a under – it was 68-61 – Southern Alabama versus Illinois State, and then there was another one that Northern Iowa – no, sorry, Northern Iowa versus Illinois State, and that was an 11-point game, but Southern Alabama beat whoever they played. So but live golf. Or live golf. So we're also watching the Arnold Palmer invitation, mm-hmm. and it looks mm-hmm. like Mr. McElroy is not playing so well because we have it on the ESPN+. Plus. So we're watching only certain golfers, and then Spieth – is really Spieth really negative 12? There's no way. Jordan Spieth is uh, even. even. Oh, he's even. He's at the 12th hole. You have to look at the red um, up oh. there. What he's. Uh, What's that? He's on hole 12, par yes. 5, 560 yards. But he's... the 102 is the red is means what they're ranked in the seedings. Oh, okay. So, so we wanted, I wanted to see Trina Liv, Goff, and, and the PGA. And it came to find out last week when the Live Golf League was on CW that they didn't do so hot. So they had, I guess, based on the ratings, they had a plus six on Thursday. And by the time it hit Sunday, it had a negative 17%. So no one really viewed the, the CW Live Golf. And maybe it's because... Live Golf Roy represents the anti-American uh, American dream of kind of this hypothetical. I guess you could call it. It's just based on the Saudi Arabia uh, bad traction with human human reckoning of people's lives. So, but the PGA they did somewhat better, but not much. I think they had maybe. A plus of a three or four percent, even on Sunday. So, of course, concerned that you have Mr. Tiger Woods and McRoy and this and that Genesis invitation was Tiger Woods only golf outing in the last six eight months. So i i would I would beg to differ in that that the PGA could keep up with those numbers without Tiger. And if you got McElroy, who's not playing that well, those ratings will come even lower. 
And John Rahm, I mean, as is a, the number one player, and as and as a big as he is, he's really he's just he's a great Spaniard golfer. But I don't know if a lot of Americans really would follow him just because for that reason in itself. I do think that when I did watch the live golf, it was interesting to see the guys in shorts. And it was kind of weird because there was no one there. So so on a Saturday, Sunday, those people or the audience or the viewers that go to the golf courses, there was no one really there. So maybe it's taking them longer to make money or to uh, – to involve with the public, uh, I don't, I don't understand why they're having a difficult time. Live because they have all the stars, and as you, as we're watching us, Troy and Arkansas State, it looks like Troy is down by one with four minutes and thirteen seconds. Making a comeback because they were down like fourteen. So, from that point, so what do you think, Sean? About the golf? Yeah, what do you, I mean, do you... It's so tough because, I mean, come on. I mean, we've had this conversation for a couple of times now. We don't haven't really touched on golf a lot, but the season is coming back. I like golf. I like to play golf, and so do you. So, but you either love the game or you hate it. So you're not going to sit here. I mean, even as a fan, you and me, we can't sit here, even if we didn't work, right? If Even if we didn't have jobs, you can't sit here and watch six or eight hours of golf on a screen for four days, right? Exactly. A lot of times we'll take a little bit of Thursday, a little bit of Friday. If the match is close on Sunday, I don't even know if I can watch the whole six or seven hours. I probably can give it three hours. I mean, it's different when you're actually on the course when me and you are playing together. Yeah. But I think the ratings are always going to suck. Well, do you think that what Liv is doing with the team aspect of it, do you think that's going to make the PGA – PJ is already talking about making a team effort. Um, Even though, yeah, I think the, I think they would be pissed. I think the PGA players would be pissed because remember you touched on Kepka leaving Live, so well he might be leaving. He, well, I mean he might be. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm just saying golf is more an individual sport unless you're doing these the players championships. Yeah. Or the, or or the Ryder Cup or any type of a event that that would have America against the international. Or even teams. when they do the you know the charities like if me and you were going to go sign up for a league or something. Yeah, there's three or four people and we might play best ball, but these guys that have been making millions and millions of dollars in their career, wow, don't want to don't want to play side by side unless it is a championship. They want the individual aspect. Well, I don't think most of those guys are playing are making millions of dollars. I think you. I think we need to remember that people like Tiger and Phil and Dustin Johnson, are Roy McIlroy, Rom. Yeah, but those guys are like Kepka. Yeah, but those guys are like exceptional. Those are like six, only six guys. But, but there's still more. I mean, you got. Think, think about there's it. at least remember there's 170, yeah. 70 people that go in each tournament. But there's at least out of that 170, there's at least 70 people that are probably worth over a million dollars. Really? At least half done. of them. Uh, they don't get paid sometimes. But look at Gary Woodland, even though he's won one PGA Tour, right? Yeah. He's at least worth a million dollars. Okay. Even yeah. though he, just for winning one. But it's only so, a million dollars. But 
you invest it, you do whatever, you're still playing in tournaments. As long as he doesn't not make the cut, yeah, and he's in the top 72, do remember, yeah. if you play 10 tournaments, yeah. and you take last place at, at, at 72, yeah. $24,000 times 12, if you were in 12 tournaments, yeah. is... You know, twelve times 10, 10 is two hundred forty thousand. You're already at a thir- three three hundred fifty thousand dollars. So I yeah. mean, you take last place, you're a millionaire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just think that that I just think that the league is too big for the. I just don't see how if you're always not making a cut, I don't see how you can make a legitimate. So you think it, that people they're going to want to be a team so that the individual teams have more well, points and then they can get each time. Well, if you're not a, a good, million or two million or whatever, if you're not a good golfer and you're always missing the cut, but you love golf, or you're about to miss the cut because you're the seventy-fifth or the eightieth player, then you want those team setups. Anyways, guys play better. And a team setup because that's what sports is about. Okay, maybe, maybe think it'll about take, maybe it'll take away from the Ryder Cup and the Players Cup or whatever cup that's out there. If you just have a bad tournament for right now, this this tournament that we're watching right now has 120 players, yeah. and two of the guys' names that I'm about to tell you are definitely two million dollars or above. Okay. Um, okay. Justin Rose right now is plus three after today, like. Yeah. Justin Rose is a PGA. He's already won some tours. Yeah. And on top of that, and he's right now ranked 94. Yeah. So he has a bad day and might not make the cut, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you, I, but, but I do think that. Gary Woodland is at 67. Yeah. Colin McAmora right now is at 67. And how many PGA tours has he won? I have no idea. Quite a bit. Okay. Hidaki Matsuma is 49th. Like, I mean, but if, if they do what Liv does, like you said, if you, so there's four teams, right? Well, no, there's 12 teams. Okay, there's, there's 12, like 12 teams. Fifth, and there's only like 54 golfers. So do you get money even if you t- take 12th place? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's legit. So you're guaranteed maybe, you know, $50,000 or something while the oh, other... Yeah. Other but one, purse, but, but the, every purse is over twenty million dollars, yeah. right? For the so, whole tournament, yeah. For each tournament is twenty million. Which is so like, first place would have to be like ten million, and then yeah, or maybe like seven million or yeah. whatever. No. But my point is like, if it's not the Masters, if it's not the British Open, if it's not the U.S. Open, in the Players Championship, most of the other tournaments are what a million dollar purse, one to five, something like that. Yeah. So this one in right here, Troy takes the lead. Um, the purse today is 20 mil. See, because they had to, you know why? So, yeah, so we have, so we need Troy to win between one and 10 points. Or six to 10. Or six to 10. So with college ball, everything starts to slow down by the time it hits two minutes. So all these bad fouls will happen or, all these bad shots. Uh, there's a, almost a travel, maybe almost a steal and reach in. 
So that's Troy a, was down twelve or fourteen, but I mean, no one really cares about Troy right now. But well, I mean, unless was, unless, unless you're one of me who put money on the line, maybe. Yeah, of course. So, like myself. I do. I do like to gamble. I just don't. I just don't gamble a lot. I don't have heavy wages. I've so, toned it down. Well, I mean, everyone's got problems. Everyone's got issues. Sixty-five days sober. Yep. So we could talk about that right now a little bit. Sean's quit drinking for sixty-five days, and uh, did you get your second? Uh, I do have the second token. Sixty-five total days. Next one I get is on three months. My 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 special date is uh, will be uh, March twenty-fifth for the third coin, which is kind of cool. Um, I've lost weight. I've worked out more. I feel better. But you, but you decided to stop drinking because it just got you in a lot of heat. I got in a lot of trouble. I will admit it. I mean, we're not going to go into all the details, no, but it was, it was. I've lost a lot of stuff because of it. So, so if you have any addiction problems, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. You got to get help. Go find somebody to talk to. Go get yourself a new uh, meetings work support AA meetings, NA meetings, whatever you guys really need out there. So. From this point, we're going to talk about the Red Wings and the NHL. First of all, let's talk about... How bad they've sucked and they lost to the Ottawa Senators twice this week and gave up 13 goals? Yeah, no, no, no. Let's talk about the more important thing. The Rangers are starting Patrick Kane. Tonight. Tonight. The reason why we wanted to talk about more important things is because... The, the Red Rangers, Wings are irrelevant. Yeah. Unless you live in the state of Michigan and you're still thinking that the Red Wings should be in the playoffs. They had a chance until they lost those two to Ottawa. They were only three points out, but those two, not even getting, if they would have got two ties, they would have only been out like one point. But everybody knows that follows hockey, like you said. Everybody knows the name Patrick Kane because Kane goes back to when the Red Wings were actually having that 25 years straight making the playoffs. I think it's been like eight years now since they made it or 10 years, whatever it is. Right, it's been quite a long it's time. It's been hell for but Detroit Kane, fans. But Kane is the guy that brought the championship or standing cup to the, to the Blackhawks. So saying that, I mean, you got a living legend moving on to bigger and better things in life and trying to bring back a Stanley Cup to New, to New York. And that's kind of the thing that's happening now with sports, especially like the NHL. And the, actually, actually, the NHL has been doing that for years with Shanahan and, and a couple other guys that, that packed a raw, raw. and They just go to a different team. So nobody, first of all, is going to catch Boston. Like, Boston's got 99 points. It's absolutely ridiculous. And actually, Boston just took one of the Detroit Red Wings players away. But the Rangers and Patrick Kane have 79 points. They're in fifth place. They could still catch the Maple Leafs to the four seed. Maybe they could catch the New Jersey Devils at 85 points. Probably not going to catch the Hurricanes at 86 but there is 21 games left, so anything can happen. But they're not going to catch Boston. So do you like the way the hockey is set up, point system? When you lose, you still get points. You know that, right? If you score, you get points. No, that's only if it goes to overtime. Oh. Overtime, you get one point. Oh. So don't they get points for scoring anyways? No. They don't? If it goes to overtime, you get a point. If you win the game, you get two. If you lose, you're just a failure. Oh, well. So. But do you like that, though? I think you deserve a, a point for a tie. 
Okay, but I mean, I mean, not a tie, but you deserve a point for overtime. Because, okay. I mean, the way the game is played is 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you played 16 minutes, and then you got a five-minute overtime. Mm-hmm. And then if you if you make it through overtime and it comes down to a shootout one-on-one, mm-hmm. the team that put it all the way out, that's, you know, 65 minutes, and then you got the shootout that takes another 15 minutes, mm-hmm. they deserve a point. Don't you and a one, one point can make a difference. It's just like the NFL. The tie got, got a team in the playoffs this year. Ain't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. So hockey, hockey is my grandfather's favorite sport, which he died long before I even met him. But it's weird. I'm a hockey fan during the Red Wings seasons, and we we haven't been in the playoffs. We've given up, Mister <sighs> Tyler Bariski, and he went to Boston. So Boston, Boston just got better. <laughs> But we got two draft picks, but now we still have to pay half of the salary. So that, to me, doesn't ever make sense. Sean's a little distracted because of the, uh-oh. Well, that's Troy. So the Red Wings do have a small chance. There's 22 games left. They have 64 points. And the eighth seed is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, five points, which would be really interesting because, um, I have been blessed. My buddy has helped me out and I love that. I'm spending a lot more time with him. Um, the penguins are five points ahead and we were actually talking about going to that game in April. I know. So that could be meaningful, but anyway, yeah, I like, yeah, I like, yeah, I like going. I, I actually know one thing I do like of anything of all the sports to watch live is hockey. How funny is it that you're wearing a Bruins hat today when the trade with the Red Wings went down? I know. That's kind of ironic. Did you have that feeling today, buddy? Did you have that feeling? No. I have, I have all the original six hockey teams from the Red Wings to the Blackhawks to Boston to the Rangers to Toronto and Montreal. So I have all six original, and I have this kind of an inside joke at work with another uh, – with a with a nurse, and every time I go past his office, I just shout out Boston. Samuel Adams commercial. I thought it was pretty funny. There's not much else to talk about on hockey today, right? Since we're on Boston, can I bring up uh, Chris Sal right now? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're talking about baseball. Let's do it. Yeah, since we are on Boston, Samuel Adams. Um, Chris Sal. Um, you know, he's been out, he's been with the Red Sox for a few years. He used to be a great Chicago White Sox. Um, finally going to, he's, he's up to date and he's going to be starting this season. So that's kind of cool. He's going to have to have a great year to keep his career in the major leagues available because the Red Sox suck. Yeah. And they got their manager back. Yeah. But let's, I mean, we all know Toronto is still better. Tampa Bay is still better. And God knows the assholes of effing New York are probably going to win that division. And Baltimore's better. Baltimore actually could be better than Boston. Well, yeah, anybody can be better than Boston right now. Like, even the Yankees. Look, the Yankees got a great lineup. Do they have a couple of guys that look like they're too big for their own britches? Yeah. Aaron's Judge is coming from the back from the MVP season of hitting over 63 home runs. And... So Boston's going to have to have a great bullpen. I think that's one thing that bought. I mean, I'm sorry, the Yankees. The Yankees with Aaron Judge and Staten 
are going to have to rely on the bullpen for that team to go anywhere. And, and, and to be honest, Boston is four and zero in the preseason, and I'm just looking up a couple of things here. They did pick up Ken, Kenley Jansen, the former Atlanta Braves that won a World Series, and he has one with the um, Dodgers. And you know who else I just found out that I didn't know? They have Corey Clubber, which used to be with the Tampa Bay Rays. Ooh. So, so they got some decent pitching. So, yeah, we'll see. But going back to the Yankees, the, the, the Yankees maybe have the best lineup. More than the Dodgers? In American mm, League. Oh, I was going to say, we got to talk about the Dodgers and the Padres. I don't know who's better. Well, in American League, the, obviously – they have a better lineup. I mean, I don't know anyone in the American League that can compete with Staten and Judge. And I don't know. I think that's all they really have for the Yankees. But the Yankees pitching is going to be the key point to every year for them. They, they just don't have the possibility of relying on these muscle heads hitting a home run every time they need it. So... And but by the way, if you throw Aaron Judge a slider inside, he'll go after it and then strike out. Well, they still have the old guy, Josh Donaldson. You gotta love the guy that used to be a former Colorado Rocky, DJ Lemayo, absolutely outstanding. You got you talked about the Cubs. They got Anthony Rizzo. You got I mean Glaber Torres. Rizzo's not with them anymore. Oh, but they are with. Uh, Yankees. Rizzo's still there. Or the Yankees, yeah. Yeah, it's another guy. He he can be awesome. Aaron Hicks. Yeah. So Harrison Bader from St. Louis won a World Series yeah. with the cards. I yeah. mean, that team does have a hell of a lineup. It's stacked, but the bullpen is going to be their problem. It's every year about the Yankees. They can all hit you at home because they have the beast from the east and their stadium is built for lower leaguers. I'm pretty sure my nephew could hit a home run off that stadium just because the way that the air carries the ball. Just saying, oh, and of course, unfortunately, we have to come up, we have to explain this again. The Tigers. One again, two in a row. Two in a row. And they moved up their, their seven field by six, seven yards. They moved it up? Seven feet. So it used mm. to be 420, now it's 413. Because no one can hit a home run there. Okay. It's too pitchers friendly. Look, if, you got, if, you're, if you're playing for, if you're surrounding your baseball field or for Cabrera and he can't hit a home run anymore, then there's something really wrong with your organization. Maybe it's time for, I still wish that they would just sign him off and send him to the, down the road with a bunch of roses and flowers. Or I would just love them for them to just trade them. I would, I don't, a lot of you Detroit Tiger fans out there, you guys love Cabrera, but I'm telling you, he is the weakest link in Detroit. He's too old. It's, everything's about him. It's not about the team. He gets along with all the players, but I don't care for that. I want to win. So I know you're sold on the Yankees, you know, being New York. And yes, that's the American League. But I'm scrolling through the Padres lineup. 
and it's insane. It was insane before what I'm about to say. So they already had, you know, the 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 rookie or the young player Jake Cronsworth. He's he was already there. They already had Manny Machado. They already new had new contract for that guy. They 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 brought in Juan Soto last year. Um, they got Trent Grissom in a trade. I mean, come on, that's insane. They picked up Matt Carpenter from the Yankees. They picked up Adam Engel, which is still a good outfielder. They stole Alexander Bogarts from Boston, from Boston, and he must be playing second base because he's not going to play shortstop. Because what's his face is going to is coming back to Tahis, and then good God, I still haven't mentioned the designated hitter. Former Seattle, former Washington, former Tampa Bay, Nelson Cruz. That team, if they can't win a World Series, the coach is fired. Yeah, yeah. I I want I want to see the Padres win. I'm, I'm, I don't like Machado, but I like some of those other names. I like. How come you don't like, you don't Machado? like Machado? I like Machado better than T- Tatis. I guess. But Tatis just got caught for just doing too much PEDs. Yeah. And the thing about him, he didn't even look much bigger than he did. Six months when he was well, before he was using it, so I don't. Maybe it's a concentration thing. You know who I want out of the American League? Who? Seattle. Seattle. I love that rookie. You do? Who's that rookie? From last year. Yeah. And um, other than that rookie, mm-hmm. and I like to follow players um a lot um so. Their rookie is an out is an outfielder from last year, and his name is Julio Rodriguez. Um, he was actually rookie of the year, did a real good job and thing. But their infielder, which I love, he actually came through the White Caps organization, buddy. He was a Tiger. He was a Cincinnati Red, real class act. Eugene Suarez, met him. I got a game used bat and got an autograph from him. He's real classy. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so. Yeah, so let's hope the Tigers don't keep trading off the players because that'd be horrible. All right, but seriously, let's hope for the Padres. Let's hope that the Padres-Seattle, wouldn't that be a fun World Series? That'd be great. It'd be like an 11 o'clock game for all of us in the World Series. Every night. Because they wouldn't have to travel very far. Seattle to San Diego? They could take a bus. No, like they should. Like you guys should. You guys are living too luxuriously. Too luxuriously. All right, folks. Let's talk about the NCAA basketball men's tournament of wishing. Now, we looked at the You Texas mean wishing? TCU. Yeah. So this is a wishing list for all these players, people who are still wondering if their team's going to make it to the tournament, how far their team's going to go. If their team's going to even get to the NIT or if they're not going to make it, no one's going to care about the NIT. Well, people will care about the NIT a little bit. It's the other one, the CBB and the CBBA, which is like the toilet, the ass wipe uh, toilet bowls. Yeah. So. Like the CBB is a toilet bowl. And then you've got one more tournament that is lower than that called the shit bowl. Well, I mean, everybody should participate. There's no losers, right? So is there participation rewards in life? Basically, there is now, right? 
Yeah. Okay. There is, but not for the organization that we, when we have a tie game, you know, I haven't mentioned this before. I referee at the YMCA. And if you guys have any kids or whatever, come out and do the YMCA. We got soccer coming up. We got um, softball. softball and baseball coming up, but parents are good. A lot of, lot of fun going on there. I enjoy refereeing, but there's no ties in that. If the game's tied, we're going to overtime. That's how it's supposed to be because they teach his kids that, I mean, not that not there's not winners and losers, but it just teaches kids to follow through until the game or the t- or the idea or the subject is finished. So when you start something, you should always learn to finish the job. One of my teachers really poured that down. My is throat. that what she said? She really did pour that down my throat. Is that what me. she said? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically. Mm. So TCU. Beats Texas. Texas was ranked like sixth or seventh in the country at the time, but TCU was at home. That's right. That's they're both they're both going dancing. That loss for Texas may they had a chance at a one seed. Mm-hmm. Now they might be a two. And TCU then, is probably six, five or six. Yeah. So we also have Penn State back on the board for the March Madness. They won. Over Northwestern. Northwestern is a really hot team itself. The Big Ten is pretty hot right now. So, you, of course, we already talked about it. We'll probably see eight and nine teams in there. We might even get ten. Maybe. Nine guaranteed. But, yeah, Penn State is back on the conversation. Um, I think they don't play tonight, but they play later this week. Um, or do they play tonight? I don't know. Check it out. Um Check it out. But to but let, for a second from last night's game, I just want to give a shout out to um Mike Bray. He's leaving Notre Dame. Um oh, that's why we're talking about Penn State. Penn State won in overtime last night, sixty eight, sixty five, and that's why they're back on the bubble. Yeah. Um Who's leaving Notre Dame? Notre Dame, Mike Bray is leaving Notre Dame. He had been there for a very long time. He was there since I went to college. Uh, Tell him about the head coach. The head coach. He's leaving. Yeah, he already made that decision. Where's he going? Uh, he's just stepping down, but he's not saying that his career is over. Um, but Notre Dame sent him out on the right way there in South Bend, and they beat uh, Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is a good team, and their Pittsburgh will be in the NCAA tournament, and they won by seven points last night. So um, it was a final score of 88-81. Uh, unfortunately, Notre Dame has had a real awful season. They're three and sixteen in the ACC, eleven and nineteen, but they upset number twenty-five in the country. So, good way to send them out. Another upset about last night that was absolutely probably devastating, but doesn't affect them going to the tournament. But how does Kentucky? How does Kentucky lose at home to their rival Vanderbilt? Well, first of all, that's not really the rival. The rival is Kansas. Kansas, Kansas. Kentucky and Vanderbilt, it's in the same state. Yeah, I know, but in reality, or no, mostly, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah. That's more of a rival. Yeah, but Kentucky does in in a, in a different in the Big Twelve. Kentucky yeah. and Kansas aren't a match a rival. Yes, they are. They're no, they're like, not. They're like next door neighbors. Kentucky and Tennessee and they're Kentucky like, Vanderbilt. They're like next door neighbors. No, yeah, no. Whenever but anyway, they, Kentucky they, and Vanderbilt are a rival. But, and but, but, and but, first but, of all, but, I want to give a real super shout out. To Jerry Stackhouse, a former Detroit Piston, going into Kentucky and pulling off an upset. They're ten and seven in the SEC. They're seventeen and thirteen. 
The SEC is going to have seven or eight teams in the thing. I mean, they got Bama, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. That's eight teams. But now, maybe Vanderbilt. Um, they're 17 and 13. They quality one win over Kentucky. They're playing Mississippi State um, on my mother's birthday Saturday. Happy early birthday to my mom on Saturday. But it's a home game. It's senior day. If you beat Mississippi State, you're 18 and 13. You win two games in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Could Vandy be in? Could Jerry Stackhouse take Vandy to the tournament? You know what? I think they could. And I think that, you know, I want to say one thing about Jerry Stackhouse. I've never seen a more sharp-dressed man in a long time. And that guy's got his gear together. He also I mean, has Michael Curry on this team as an assistant coach. Like, you know what I really like about Stackhouse is that his NBA career didn't get to his head. And he may have not been the best North Carolina player that came out of that great Tar Heels school of Michael Jordan and, and Rashid Wallace and James Worthy or any of those guys. But Stackhouse. I am more impressed of his coaching. That players really get what he's saying. They do like him. And they, they just don't like him. He's just able to coach that team. And it's very impressive because of all the guys that you would never think of coaching, it'd be like Russ, uh, be Rasheed Wallace and, and um, Jerry Stackhouse. I just don't see him as a coach, but... I'm telling you, he's very, he's very well, he's very well at what he does, and, and more than happy that he is doing very well, and he's a former Detroit Piston player, so it's good to see that he, uh, he's going on his fourth year this year, and he's got in it, and it's great that he's found a niche. It really has. It really, it's really neat to see players like him to actually succeed. Oh, uh, let's so let's so let's so maybe And for being in a tough SEC, um he's fifty five and sixty seven. That's not a terrible record. A four hundred and fifty one percentage in four seasons. I mean you're always compete I mean the SEC is tough. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I like what he's done. He's a very well rounded coach. And then <clears throat> I guess we noted that Bama came back on overtime win to be back from seventeen from Auburn. So that's huge. That's huge. That's and huge how many Alabama. times do we have to keep talking about Alabama? Because at least they didn't do the stupid pat down for uh, Miller last night. Uh, like he had a gun on him or whatever. So at least they nipped that in the butt. But this Alabama team has just got adversity. I mean, they already cut somebody. Now they're talking, you know, they're talking about Miller every day. I mean, should he even be on the court? And they find ways to win. Like they were down 17 points at home to Auburn. And I like Bruce Pearl for Auburn. And this loss doesn't mean anything for Auburn. Auburn's going to the dance. They're probably a 7 to 10 seed somewhere in that range. But this comeback by Bama, um, 100% locked number one seed. Not not the outright number one, but they are a number one seed. All right, I do. All right, uh, Bama. Bama is t it, it, it's a very well balanced. Um, they've got a lot of good, uh, experienced players, and the better 
team that you are, you will come back from a deficit of 17 and 15 and 20. So the maturity level for this Alabama team, they just might go through the whole tournament, make it to the final four without any type of hiccup. Now, they might be down by five or 10 points here and there and so forth, but I would really not take them against them to not make it to, the, to at least the final four. I agree. Um, why we brought that up real fast, um, these are my potential, um, obviously, number ones. I mean, Bama obviously just made it pretty obvious, even if they got knocked out in the first the for the second round of the SEC, they're a lock on the number one seed. Um, Houston, obviously, because they're twenty-seven and two, um, fifteen and one in the American League. I mean, no-brainer. They're also a one seed. Um, UCLA is twenty-five and four. They actually play tonight against Arizona State. Got to give a shout out to Arizona State because they're coming off that huge victory against Arizona. Remember that they shot that 60-footer, right, buddy? Yeah, that was awesome. So I think Arizona State keeps it close tonight. Uh, The spread is 11.5. I think they cover the spread. Um, That would be another one. Number one seed would be a number one seed UCLA. Um, But here's my question to you. Who do you put in the other last number one seed? Is it Purdue or is it Kansas? I would go with, as of right now, I would go Purdue. Okay. But if Purdue keeps, now I think they only have one more game left. They have Wisconsin tonight, and then they play either Saturday, uh, Saturday or Sunday. So if they lose one of these two games, they're, then Kansas will. But then Kansas, they have Wisconsin and Illinois. But then Kansas has to win too. So Kansas, depending on what Kansas does. So if they both split the win and loss, column then it'll be Purdue if Purdue loses two and Kansas wins one of the two then it'd be Kansas but clearly we all know if it's if they both tie 2-2 then I still would put Purdue there you would yeah I just would there's just a it's almost better for rating to have a team like Purdue in there a team that's not doesn't look Good on paper, but are literally great. A team that a lot of people would ignore if they were a number two or three seed, I guess, unless you're a Big Ten guy like like we are. I do like the Big Ten, but look at this, though. The Big 12 right now, Kansas is ranked three. Kansas State is ranked 11th. Baylor is ranked seventh. Texas is ranked ninth. TCU is ranked 22. So you could have two teams that are two seed. You'd Actually, you could have Kansas at a one seed, Baylor at a two seed, Texas still at a two seed. Kansas State is probably a three seed, and TCU is a five seed. You still have to worry about Iowa State Cyclones. They're on the bubble right now. They're going to get six or seven teams. But Kansas has – they just beat Texas Tech. If Kansas beats Texas at Texas, Kansas will be – Outright nah. over Purdue. There you are. You heard it from this guy first. This guy first. One more thing before we make it too long. It's about 40 minutes. So we want to make those about three more minutes. Michigan at Illinois tonight. What do we do with Mr. Dirkison? Do we run, do we run the, the, the basketball around him? 
or do we run the basketball around the other guy, Buck? Uh, what's his last name, Buck? Well, you know I'm a Michigan State fan, but God knows that huge shot last week Sunday by Dickerson was absolutely phenomenal to keep them on the bubble. Yeah. Like, yeah. They Illinois don't. is tough. Illinois has lost. They lost their last game. Illinois did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Michigan can win this game. Um, it's it, it, it's not going to be easy. Like I think the problem with Michigan is that if they start slow, they're going to be screwed. They're going to have to start fast, like Illinois. Illinois has that same type of problem, but I think. By my understanding, I think we have better starters. You do. But if Michigan makes the three ball, they can win this game. What? They're going to have to keep the ball going through the basket. They can't be playing like they play against Wisconsin and only score like 64 points. It's got to be in the 70s, sir. They have to go in the 70s. They have to treat this game like they're playing against Michigan State. Like there has to be a purpose. Just being at the game. At Illinois isn't good enough. They have to make sure that that team. And remember, they have Illinois tonight, and then they got to play Indiana this weekend. So, I mean, this is, even yeah. if they beat Illinois, they're not guaranteed the NCAA tournament yet. No, you're right. You're right. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll talk about Michigan State some other time next time because why not? Because State is still our little brother. And they're going through a lot of stuff right now that is not really basketball-related. So let's be more patient with them. And the coach, Izzo. So that team should take his sweet time to adjust and to be a productive, uh, be a productive program. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on... Apple Podcasts, you can find me any other podcast that Buzzsprout distributes my podcast through. Uh, email me at crazydraypodcastshow at gmail.com and uh, come anytime you want. Peace, love. Thanks, Sean. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yep, cool.